0: Hi, this is Lindy, the creator and host of Lindy's Audio Café, a podcast focused on positive and thought-provoking stories. Life gets busy, and in the race for happiness, we sometimes forget it's often the smaller things in life that truly matter. My podcast is focused on the stories that don't make tabloids, the basics that make you smile, the kindness of people who help make the world a better place. Yeah, we need a bit more of that. But before we get started, please be sure to hit subscribe on your podcast app so you don't miss future episodes. Thanks for listening. Well, hello there, and welcome to Lindy's Audio Cafe. My name is Lindy, and it's great to be back in the podcast chair today. Oh, I was awake at 4 a.m. today. That's early. You know, we recently had our clocks turned back by an hour for daylight savings time, and my body just isn't adjusting to the change. I always used to be awake around 5am, and now it's even earlier. Well, but in some ways I don't mind it because I really am most productive when I get up early. I went for groceries yesterday. Wow, I can't believe how four small bags of groceries can add up to $200 so quickly. I found myself yesterday looking at things that were on my list and deciding that it really wasn't needed. I could do without. I simply can't bring myself to pay $8 for a head of lettuce in the middle of winter. As I wandered through the store, I noticed more empty shelves again. It reminded me a little bit of when the pandemic first started and people went into frantic buying mode and they bought up all the toilet paper. You could hardly find it here, and the stores were having to put a limit on it to ensure that all customers could get it. Well, now we've got a shortage of children's medications. It's crazy. When I was raising my kids, we always had a bottle of Tylenol in the medicine cabinet. Yeah, Tylenol for children. We needed it for those times when the kids caught the flu or strep throat, ear infections, you know, and other health issues that would cause pain or a fever. I think when I was a kid, it was baby aspirin. I remember those little pink tablets that used to be in the bottle. How I would feel as a parent right now if I had a sick child and was unable to find medication to help with the pain and the fever. I was reading on the news that the issues are related to the increase in colds, RSV, flu, COVID combined. But I was also in the store the other day and someone I know was telling me all about the -the behind-the-scenes issues she's reading about which say why we actually have a medication shortage right now. Yep, lots of stories, lots of rumors going around. I also overheard a pharmacist tell someone the other day they could not fill amoxicillin prescriptions because they simply couldn't get it right now. Well, amoxicillin is an antibiotic that's used for bacterial infections, and it includes chest and ear infections, and once again I'm reading online that it's due to the increase in respiratory illness in children. Quite simply, we're seeing changing times once again, and this is not an easy road. And I'm not going to speculate on what's causing what. I don't know why we have all these shortages. I just know that they're happening, and people are struggling with it. After I went grocery shopping, I was scrolling through my social media, and there was a lady who put a call out for help on a local group. Her family was home. They were very sick and she'd been unable to get medication for her children due to the shortage. I recognized her name. Last year her daughter was trying to raise money and she'd been selling items that her daughter had been creating. I had bought one of her creations last year simply because I felt it was important to support young people when they're trying to work and earn a few bucks. I reached out to her and I tried to help find the medication for her on her behalf. Someone had already come forward and offered to give her what they had at home just to help them get through this. I also sent her a private note and I asked if she needed any groceries or anything picked up from the store. I mean, it can be pretty hard if you're home and you're sick, the whole family's sick. I didn't know what kind of support she had. She wrote me back and she said that she was okay. I hardly know this woman. I mean, really, the only time I connected with her was when I was buying one of her daughter's artistic creations. I was happy to hear that she was not in any need of food or other supplies, and it warmed my heart that someone from our community would share with her what they had during challenging times. During both the First and Second World Wars, rationing was in effect here in Canada. You know, items like sugar, butter, eggs, and other dairy products were restricted here. Gardening became more popular in cities as well as in the rural areas. No ration cards were issued in Canada with coupons for butter, sugar, and meat. In 1942, the government actually began a ration program for gasoline as well. We had a gasoline ration at the pumps last year during the washouts here in British Columbia. Major arteries had been flooded out and the collapse of certain areas caused a diversion of trucks carrying necessary supplies. It was a really weird feeling last November when our government in British Columbia had to extend a 30-liter fuel purchase limit in order to preserve supplies for emergency and essential vehicles. It wasn't for the entire province, but many areas were affected, including Vancouver Island, where I live. We took things for granted for many years. Jobs were plentiful, homes were affordable, and if you were willing to work hard, You could get ahead. I worked my butt off when I first moved out of the house. I had three jobs at one point and that was needed because I didn't attend post secondary education and I had rent to pay. I purchased my first real estate when I was 21 years old. It was a huge step to buy that little townhouse but it gave me a really good start in life. I feel so badly for younger people right now. It's not easy. And you hear more and more about younger people staying home with their parents because they simply can't afford to go out on their own. Or they need to work and save money to pay for post-secondary education because there is no education fund at home. According to a Statistics Canada webpage I was reading, in 1981 the Canadian prime bank rate was 19.29%. I remember when the rates were so high. By the time I purchased my condo in 1987, those rates had come down to 9.52% and a conventional mortgage was around 11.17%. On this day that I'm recording this podcast, here in November 2022, the Canadian prime rate is 5.950% rates really have gone up and people who had variable rate mortgages or renewals are now faced with increased payments. People are working harder to make ends meet or cutting back on those extras. I went for a pedicure yesterday. It's a treat for me and not something that I do on a regular basis. I had a gift card for my birthday last summer and i had saved it for the right time. It's at a beautiful spot. Oh, and it's so relaxing out there. I mean, I love going there. You spend an hour in a room with someone you don't know, and it's amazing how many topics you can touch base on. She told me her day was rather quiet. She had less than six hours of work that day, and some days were slower. We talked about current times, and she noted that December looked better, but she said usually at this time of the year, she would be booked up. We both agreed that many people are cutting back, and there is a bit of a trickle-down effect happening with it. But where am I going with, with all of this today? Well, sorry, it really wasn't to spread doom and gloom. I know we've got enough of that. And we all know that times are different now, but in many ways, they are not different from what generations before us have experienced. I remember the early 1980s recession and it was not easy for people to get work during that time. The unemployment rate hit the double digit mark in the space of one year. And so yes, we've been through this before, but we are facing new times with new challenges. During times like this, we need to stick together as a community. I look back to the lady who posted online that she couldn't get Tylenol for her sick child and someone stepped up to the plate to help out. I saw another post on local social media groups where a woman coordinates a Christmas delivery for a senior with disabilities every year. She never asks for anything extravagant, just the basics like canned foods and items that will help her get through the winter months. I remember seeing this every year on the same site. It's a wonderful community-minded person who's helping out a neighbor. I know seniors who've tried to go back to work to augment their pensions because they can't live on what their pensions bring in. Go to any large store here, there's a good chance you're going to find seniors working behind the counter. As we sit with many help-wanted signs, businesses are adjusting their hours because they can't find enough help, and the seniors who came back from retirement are now filling essential roles that our communities depend on. We're headed into the holiday season, and I've been looking at Christmas trees in the store since September. It's crazy! I I loved Christmas when I was a child, and I still like it, I really do. However, I hope that people will recognize we are in different times. Not everyone can afford those big ticket items, and some families are simply trying to just get food on the table. I remember a year when Mom insisted that we had to do a clean out of our toys and everybody had to donate at least one toy to charity before Christmas. That was the minimum. We donated more than that. She told us there were other kids who were not so fortunate and if we did that it could make someone else's Christmas a bit brighter. I remember us packing up a box with a number of toys and we took it down to the Skookum Jim's Friendship Center for their toy drive that year. I also recall how excited Mom was when she received a phone call from the center to tell her that her name had been entered into a draw and she won a turkey. She was so happy, and for a single mom with four children to feed, that was a huge bonus during the holiday season. It's so important to help others in the community. I hear people saying that they have old food that's expired, so they want to donate it to the food bank. Okay, like people who rely on donations of food need to eat safely, no different than us. I have to say, if you're going to donate food to the food bank, please make sure that you're sending food with a good shelf life on it and not just something that you would never eat. If your closet's full of clothes and you know you're never going to wear them, well, maybe now's a good time to do a clean out and take those clothes down to a charitable organization. Where I live, we have a few thrift stores that support really good organizations. We have a number of Salvation Army stores, and one of our stores supports our local Transition Society, which in turn helps support the growing needs of women and children and families. How about your kitchen cupboards? Did you end up with duplicate gifts after you got married, or perhaps you have items that you know you're never going to use? Well, once again, maybe a good time to donate them to the thrift store. How about household building materials or tools? In our area, we have a Restore which supports the Habitat for Humanity. Once again, that helps family in need of affordable housing. I could go on and on, and I know all of us have different resources in our own communities. I would like to remind you though, to take the time and make sure that items you donate are usable and not simply garbage send an appliance that needs the cord replaced, or donate jeans with a broken zipper. If you can't use it because of the state of the item, then someone else won't be able to use it either. Perhaps you should fix it before you donate it. One year in our family, we made it a rule that everyone had to buy a gently used gift, and it was amazing what we received. I still have a nice little silver tray that my daughter found for me, and my son bought me a wonderful copy of the book, Little Women. Little Women was a story that my mom absolutely cherished. And in her later years, we often watched it on DVD with her. And when I got that book from my son, you know, the copy of Little Women, it meant so much to me. It really was the thought that counts. My times have changed and my kids are growing up. Most of my family lives 2,500 kilometers away from me, and that includes my grandchildren but I'm so grateful I still have my son and my partner with me during the holidays and my friends. I know times are different, and we're going to be cutting back this year. It isn't about the gifts or the money that's spent on fancy clothing or holiday parties. I'm happy for the children who still get to celebrate Christmas, and I hope that parents will remember to focus on traditions that include more than just the holiday wish list. I'll incorporate the lessons from my mom, during this holiday season. I know times are different right now, but we can find lots of good in every day. And please don't panic buy when things are short on shelves. It happened with the toilet paper and eventually those shelves were filled again. Buy what you need, but don't stockpile at the expense of others, especially when it comes to medications. As you head into the holiday season, Remember that money does not define love. Have a great week, everyone, and as you head out there, remember that smiles come in all languages and in all colors. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to click like and share it so others can enjoy it also. Join the Lindy's Audio Cafe podcast group for updates. Oh, and positive reviews are always welcome as well. (laughs) Check the show notes for updated links. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.